Welcome to the Casello Waste Systems Podcast, Beyond the Bin, where we're lifting the lid off the waste industry to dispel the myths surrounding trash and recycling. Through interviews with community members and industry leaders and experts, we'll dive into the details about what goes into recycling, composting, landfills, waste reduction, and much more. Let's curb those misconceptions and change the way we all think about waste. Hi, I'm Shabazz. And I'm Brianna. We're your hosts for Beyond the Bin, where we'll learn what really happens to your waste and recycling. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Joe Gay, an expert in landfill engineering with two decades of experience. We'll be covering topics around the shift from town dumps to engineered landfills, landfill design, and the disposal shortage in the Northeast. Throughout our podcast episodes, you'll hear industry terms. Here are some of the terms to listen for in this episode. Cell. A landfill is made up of cells. Cells are where waste is deposited. New cells are added as existing cells near full capacity. Leachate. Leachate is a liquid that collects in landfill cells from rainwater and decomposition. It is collected and transported to wastewater treatment facilities. Toter. Toter is the name of the leading manufacturer of wheeled carts for trash and recycling and has become an industry term to broadly refer to a trash bin with wheels. Joe, thanks for, for joining us today. I've had some, some really good discussions. And, and Joe, we've had some cool discussions about landfill, the three of us before, me, you and Brianna. You talk about how landfills have changed over the past like 20 to 40 plus years. Yeah, so landfills have certainly evolved. I think that, you know, 25, 30 years ago, there were dumps and most every town had a dump. And, you know, if you had waste materials, you brought your, your waste materials to the dump, typically in the back of a pickup truck. Um, you know, you go with your mom, your dad in particular. You know, I grew up in Rockingham, Vermont, and we had a, a landfill in Rockingham. And, um, I can remember being excited to go to the dump with my dad because you'd, you'd talk to the crazy character at the scale house and um, you'd weigh your materials and off you'd go up this long winding road. It felt like you were going up the side of a mountain and he'd, he'd sort of direct you where the tipping area was. And sure enough, you'd get up there and, you know, there'd be some of your... Um, neighbors up there throwing stuff off their pickups and um, you come back down and um, get back on the scales and weigh out and one thing I remember is it always being dusty there was odors it never seemed quite right today you know things are very different so in the late 80s um, the federal government uh, the, the resource conservation recovery act developed subtitle D law which required a whole new way to approach land disposal and um, that's where these containment systems come in to play and so in the late 80s and then in in the early 90s uh, we we shifted from the dumps to modern landfills very expensive to develop and build landfills became regional Uh, no longer did every you know municipality have their own landfill was just too expensive to build and operate and collect the leachate and treat the leachate, collect the gas, treat the gas. Um, So they became very regional. And as time has marched on because of costs and the public perception that we talked about earlier, that these landfills are still damaging the environment, it's become very problematic to site and build new facilities. And um, landfills are closing 
no new landfills are opening. I think the the uh, space that the landfills have available to us today are becoming more valuable. And um, unless there's a shift in how you know the perception of of a modern day landfill is, um, it's going to be continue to be problematic. But I do think in the next ten years uh, we will hit a disposal crisis, and I think that is coming, and it's going to come um, hard for especially folks in New England. Because uh, we're going to end up having to move our waste out of New England, and it's going to be be extremely expensive. And I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a little bit of a reversal, where we understand that perhaps these landfills become um, a resource. That there's um, some opportunities again with the geothermal, the renewable energy. Um, I think it'll they'll come back into some sort of favor, but I think it's going to take about ten years, and we're going to hit a. A pretty, a pretty significant crisis, uh, is my my opinion. Could you explain what leachate is? Yeah, so leachate uh, is a wastewater that's developed when uh, rainfall and snow melt comes in contact with our trash um, and drains down through uh, the landfill down to the bottom of the, of the landfill into the containment system. And so as it as it travels through the waste, it you know picks up contamination that, that we have in our waste, and it's not a hazardous waste. It's a wastewater, maybe five to eight times stronger than a household septage. And then that material, because there is some industrial waste that goes in the landfill. So you combine that with the residential waste, you get a little bit stronger wastewater. That wastewater is, is, uh, is collected and transported to wastewater treatment plants where it's treated along with all the industrial and residential waste water from you know, from the service area of that wastewater plant. So it's really the option for treating leachate and, um, and is the best option we have today, although we are looking at technologies to further treat leachate, as we should. Joe, do you see landfills going away at any point? I don't see them going away at all. There really is no other option as we know it today. And But one thing we are seeing is landfills closing, all right, or around the Northeast in particular. If you look at the last 10 to 15 years, landfills are closing and there has been zero new ones. So Joe, you want to share with us a little bit about what goes into the makeup of a landfill? You know, it really all starts off with permitting. Um, and as we know, permitting efforts for these facilities takes many, many years. So there's a lot of pre-planning, um, maybe even as upwards as five years of, of permitting to be able to develop um, an expansion or certainly a new facility. So a lot of permitting goes into it. And then once all the permits are received, we go into the construction phases and build the containment systems for the landfill, which are very complex, highly regulated, a lot of inspection. Uh, these are very safe and secure disposal sites for our trash today. And we will typically permit you know, large areas, say upwards of 50 acres, but we'll only build maybe 10 acres at a time because it's really all we need. Uh, so we'll build the landfills in, you know, in this case, like five sections and expand it out to its 50 acres. And then, you know, we'd have to start the permitting for the expansions down the road beyond the 50 acres. In the early phases of design, one thing that's uh, critical uh, to be able to obtain permits is to be able to monitor the facility. And to monitor the facility, we're talking really two specific things, um, groundwater and surface water monitoring, as well as gas 
landfill gas monitoring. So there's a lot of uh, investigation done at the subsurface below the landfill before a landfill is developed to understand the geology, where the bedrock is, where the groundwater is, um, and is the facility monitorable. Um, so if there was ever a release from the landfill, it could be detected. Um, so there's a, a network of monitoring wells that are designed specifically and tailored to the geology and the hydrogeology to be able to detect a release. Uh, so one of the first things that we need to evaluate is that, and the state regulators you know, would be looking for that element of understanding really early on in the process. And really it's one of the fundamental things that we're looking for is that the geological condition is a good condition to site a landfill because otherwise you know that permitting uh, may not work or it could take even longer than the five years. So Joe, what's one takeaway that you want people to walk away with? Yeah, I think that the one takeaway that I try to have people understand is our mission within this company is to protect the environment. Uh, a lot of people out there don't understand you know, the role we play and all the uh, layers of regulation and scrutiny that goes into these solid waste facilities, in particular landfills. So, you know, the, the landfills are designed to protect the environment. Um, we go, um, there is no question we go beyond what the regulation requires and that the landfills are very safe and very secure and we need them. Uh, without them, uh, we would uh, be having some major problems around the country and and we know that from countries that don't have good solid waste management you know from just disease to uh, the impact on the environment and on down the line you know so our fundamental role is to is to protect the environment and somehow we need to get that message out and change the public perception because you know it's time thanks joe and thanks for joining us to learn about landfill design and engineering we hope you'll tune into our next discussion where we'll be learning about the role of composting as well as managing and transforming sewage sludge and other organic waste material into valuable soil products. As always, don't forget to follow this podcast, give us that five-star rating, and share your feedback and future topics you'd like to learn more about. We look forward to hearing from you.